ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Let's Talk 20s podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in to yet another one. I'm with my two lovely co-hosts and best friends, GT and Connor, as usual. Fellas, how are we doing so far? Great, dude. Great. We're great, man. Fantastic. I know that we, before we start, we all... Dude, I'm doing fantastic. I appreciate you asking. Just started classes back up. I had the last previous week off. Visited my dad as people who watched it last episode knows. But today was the first day back for the fall semester. So I'm ready to get back after it. Clean slate. You know, a lot happens during the fall. Yeah, we got it, baby. But uh, before we hop into the episode, I know before we started the recording, we were talking about our fantasy teams. So briefly, I just want you to tell the audience what your one sleeper pick or one pick that you're very surprised that you were able to get on your team was what's someone that you're like oh shit i can't believe i snagged them uh, everyone else in my draft room sucks oh and what round did you get that person ooh, if you can remember man do i need to go yeah you got a gt can i do two or just one what was the one that you think that you're the most pleased with most pleased with yeah out of everything, probably when I got Alvin Kamara in, I think, the sixth round. Yeah, it's a steal. I got him late, and that's in New Orleans with a new quarterback, with a new with Derek Carr, and there's the wide receivers, Chris Olave. You have Michael Thomas on the outside, and you got yeah. those other. Bro, they're going to pull all those safeties and secondaries back, and then that gives Kamara. I'll take the bite. I, I'll take the bullet. For the first three games, bring it. I hope he has a hell of a season since the last season he didn't have as good of a performance as people wanted from him. But it is what it is. I, I like that pick. Connor, what, what's yours? I'm I'm not as well-versed with football as you guys. This is my first time doing fantasy football, and I'm going to learn a lot. I was last, so I got Stephon Diggs and Saquon Barkley one after the other. So that was that was nice. Great I was able to get duo. them. So that was that's that was one of the top. Great duo. Yeah, that's that's a that's, that's a hard duo to pass elite. up. Yeah, and I would say another one that I was surprised that I was able to get was probably T.J. Hawkinson. I think it was on the sixth round. Nobody people picked people picked a bunch of tight ends at the beginning, and he's the third projected tight end overall. And nobody picked him. They they passed him up for some reason. Yeah. And I was, I guess this is my first time doing it. I was reading about this guy and watching stuff. I was like, why did nobody pick him? Holy shit. So, yeah, it was probably him or maybe Dalvin Cook in the fifth round, too. That was a pretty good pick, too. Nice. Yeah, that's a good pick. Just I, a, it's not a floater. What about you, Tanner? Oh, here we go. I defend my case with my team. Uh, here we go. I think. Buckle in. I think for a fourth round pick, it was either third or fourth fourth round pick granted i was pick number one so in the snake draft it was probably like pick either 31 or 41 i got aaron jones who once again i said was top 10 the last four seasons in a row and yet no one chose him so he's my running back one i'm hoping that he can be on the higher end of top 10 again and then yeah i don't know i have some decent guys on my bench but then the other one i took a risk on was calvin ridley which people are talking about whether he's gonna be Good or not, I guess that's to be decided, but I picked him up. I took a risk, and hopefully it'll pay off. But I'm kind of scared. Like, if I face Tanner the same week when Jacksonville faces like one of the worst defenses and he's got Ridley and Etienne in there, 
I'm going to be scared. We'll see, man. Trevor we'll see. can move that ball. That man can pass it. He knows how to hand off. He's smart, dude. I'm I'm scared. If that's the week I play him, it's going to be a long day. We'll also Something, check that after this after It's going to be a long weekend. Yeah. Somebody well, got hit him as a backup. Somebody got Lawrence as a backup, and I was like, how the fuck did you get Lawrence as a backup in my league? Anyways, before we talk about football <laughs> for 40 minutes, to the topic of this week, overthinking yep. and rumination. Some people would say those are synonymous. There may be some differences within those words, but kind of discussing where does ruminating and overthinking start? Maybe what are some factors that can contribute to someone overthinking? How do we overcome overthinking and ruminating as well? And much more in this episode, just to talk about one or two things. But I know we're going to discuss uh, this topic in detail because I know all three of us at times have definitely everyone overthinks. Uh, Connor has discussed him ruminating within his thoughts and how at times his mental health can be a battle on a daily basis for him. So I think this topic uh, is a very personal one, but also one that is extremely relatable for a lot of people listening and watching. So shall we dive into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it, baby. So I wanted to start off the topic. Thanks, Tanner, because this is something that personally I've dealt with a good bit. So let's just start off broadly with the relationship between the two. I know for me, this kind of topic and this kind of overthinking and rumination is definitely a cycle for me and what I go through and how I process it. So how can overthinking lead to rumination and vice versa? How can ruminating about your thoughts also lead to overthinking? Like what's the relationship between the two? What's your experience with it? What do you guys think about that? I think personally it's overthinking creates starts, kind of sparks the rumination and then the rumination leads you back to overthinking in specific situations. I think if you want a short, quick, all-around answer, that's kind of what I think of. That's genuinely what I think it boils down to. But overthinking is where I think it it's telling your subconscious over and over and over without you even telling your own self that this is something that should be that should stick around and you should be thinking about negatively over and over and over instead of you having those positive thoughts which we'll talk about you know later in this podcast but that's where i think that's what starts the rumination is because it's so present and it's always there and it comes up and up and you you put so much focus on it and yeah. that's where it sticks and then the rumination, it's just going to be that cycle. And then that's just going to be a snowball effect that just keeps going and builds and builds. And that's why you're going to overthink. And then too much focus is too much over and over and over. Yeah, I like that. I think personally, me overthinking or that initial thought that causes me to overthink about a situation is then compounded by the rumination of over that one singular thought. And so I think I don't want to say they're they're interchangeable, but for me personally, when I tend to ruminate or when I overthink, I tend to have both of those things happen almost either simultaneously or in that same scenario. I think rumination and overthinking, in a way for me, have definitely been synonymous. So I don't I don't know, GT. That's a that's a good answer. I I kind of agree with you in terms of I think one causes the other, and it's almost like a a vicious cycle, a vicious loop of one leads into the other but kind of like they work hand in hand sometimes but can be flipped yeah, yeah yeah i don't 
yes, I don't think it's 100% overthinking starts and then rumination is second or vice versa. I think overall, my personal experience is that I will overthink, have that one initial thought. And then as that one thought, you know, settles in, then that's when I start ruminating and kind of diversifying from that one thought. And then it's just a, a snowball effect. So I like yeah. I like both of y'all's definitions because I think they are both very applicable to kind of a daily struggle that people always go through with overthinking and ruminating about stuff. I mean, when I think of those two words, I always think of anxiety, fear, and really strong negative emotions because a lot of the times whenever maybe you make a mistake or you have a failure, you're going to overthink the decisions that led to that failure. And then you're going to ruminate about the reasons maybe why you made those decisions. So I do think that overall, I think they go hand in hand. And the word that comes to my mind when I think of both of them together is just fixation or fixating on it. You know, when you're overthinking something, you are constantly exploring every single avenue of like, the problem or every or whatever mistake that you are um, struggling with and then ruminating is thinking deeply about what it means that's where i draw the line is overthinking for me is a little more surface level and if i for example if when i was teaching with the kids i always was overthinking how i was as a teacher and then i would ruminate about what my teaching skills meant for me as a person for example. So I would overthink, oh, wow, I did this with the kids. So that means this, and I didn't do this in the right way. And then I would just, that it would just kind of spiral out of control. And then I would ruminate to, I can't believe I did that. That must mean, bam. It's like, it's like, I thought very deeply about what impact that these kind of thoughts and these kind of decisions that I thought I was making, how it impacted my character. So I think that they're incredibly similar. And I do think that one leads to another. And then if you don't stop it, if you ruminate long enough, you will eventually overthink your deep thoughts and then you'll go right back into the cycle. And you it's like an unavoidable cycle until you pull yourself out of it. Yeah, no, it's, I definitely agree. And I love how we all were able to incorporate with it on both sides because it's completely true. And it's not a concrete like, oh, this one comes first and then this one comes second. So I really do like that. You know, we talked about how just how what we think rumination comes from with overthinking now, overthinking can come from rumination. But I also, I think there's more than just that with bringing these in. It could be, you know, maybe something else. And that's, and I wanted to ask you guys if, like, where do you think this rumination comes from? Like, what causes it besides? overthinking is there maybe something else that could maybe spark rumination i mean i'll i'll say that i feel like that we'll get into this later but i think that there are certain types of individuals with certain personalities or just with whatever they were born with or however they were raised that are more likely to overthink things and ruminate on things. So it's almost like there's some kind of energy that rumination and overthinking come from. And I I always just associate it with nervous, anxious energy and nervous, anxious feelings. That's where I feel like the majority of it starts because a lot of like anxiety and nervousness and fear, it, it just comes from what if, you know, the what if scenarios, what if this could be true? What if I am this or what if people view me this way or, you know, being scared of those things and being scared of the unknown. And so 
I think I think fear is probably what I would hone in on for this answer specifically. I feel like fear leads to a lot of different types of emotions and fear leads to a lot of thinking about what could happen to the point where you overthink what could happen and then you ruminate about that. So I de- I definitely think it all starts with your emotions and how you process your emotions. I don't think that there's anything specifically that causes it for each person. I think you can have fear about anything, whether it's rational or not. It's more about how you interpret it in your, your life and how it relates to you. But in my experience and how people have talked to me, whenever people are afraid of something, they tend to overthink it. So I think that's where rumination comes from. I like that as well. I personally, I completely think that Connor's viewpoint and uh, answer is valid to add to that or have a different answer than that i just truly believe it comes from kind of how you feel about yourself i really do think that self-confidence in the way that you carry yourself can contribute a factor there's obviously different things such as you know hormonal imbalances with you know your brain chemistry your anxiety the environment like connor mentioned that you're raised in but i also think you can have all those things be quote unquote, let's say normal. I know that's a loose term to use, but you can have all of those as, as regular as you can possibly think of. But then if you have that low self-esteem and low confidence within yourself and you don't carry yourself with the respect that you deserve or that you, you should, then that rumination and overthinking can be as detrimental as, as the next individual in line. So that is the one that if I had to add to Connor's answer, and this is the one that probably affected me the most out of all the factors that you can even think of. It's the way that I carry myself and my lack of self-confidence at times that leads to my own personal destruction of overthinking and ruminating on things that, as we will talk about, don't fucking matter at all. But I allow them to be a big deal in my head. So that is my answer. And I'm going to throw a third different answer in there just because i love the first two great ones that i think i certainly thought of first but i'm gonna throw a little curveball in there i think it can also be maybe an embarrassing event on a or something that a bad experience to where you think about it and that then leads into other thoughts other ideas other events future events that are after maybe a bad time or a bad event because i think i can say this with full confidence that when you have an embarrassing moment or a bad event you think about it a lot afterwards yep personal experience or the trauma from something definitely can oh yeah can cause a repetitive reaction to a similar situation for sure you know, something that I just talked about is how my rumination and overthinking comes from my lack of self-confidence or pretty much how I view myself. And something that is a result of that is almost the anticipation that something that is theoretical or something that may not even happen is is the reason why this is occurring, overthinking and rumination is occurring. So I've experienced this and the overthinking was significantly worse than the outcome of the said situation, right? But if I know that, right, if I know that the outcome isn't going to be as bad as my thoughts, nine or 10 out of 10 times, why do I or why do other people like myself who have that kind of uh, share viewpoint continue to overthink? What do you you think is the reason we continue to overthink in these kind of scenarios? I would say it's because 
our feelings and human emotion are just incredibly powerful. Uh, I wish there was a better way to say it, but that's something that I've noticed. And I, I don't know if this is going to be true for everybody or even for you, Tanner, but you're right. The overthinking of this situation and the overthinking of what could happen is worse than what's actually happening. But it doesn't matter because it feels like it's real. It feels like it's going to happen. It feels like something bad is happening or you know, when you're afraid of something happening or you're overthinking and ruminating that something's going to happen, your brain will confirm everything in real life to make that seem like it's true, even if it's not true, right? So it feels bad because our brains are honestly just tricking us with our feelings to think that it's happening. You can look at all the evidence in the world. People, like, for example, people who think that they're terrible people, people who think that they're awful individuals. They could be absolutely benign human beings. They donate to charities. They have a loving family. They're good to their family. They're good to their friends. They're a good person. They could still feel like they're a terrible person. They could experience negative thoughts that they're a terrible person every single day. And no matter what they do, it it's because our human emotions are so powerful. And a lot of the times, because our emotions conflict with reality, we don't validate our emotions. There's a difference between giving into your emotions and validating them. You can still validate your emotions and recognize what they are without giving into them and being like, oh, they're true. Oh, they mean something like, oh, I feel like a piece of shit. Okay. It doesn't mean I'm a piece of shit, but I'm just going to at least, let me just acknowledge it sometimes. It doesn't mean I agree with it. It doesn't mean it's true. It just means that I'm not stopping myself from like, letting my brain like feel that sometimes like sometimes you just feel down and you gotta let yourself feel like that but what you often find a lot of times is you let yourself feel terrible and usually you'll come back from it usually you will usually your your body your brain who you are you'll push back against that you're like no i know i'm not it just feels like that for example so i i just think it's the human psyche and how powerful emotions are yeah i think that comes down to maybe mental health so which is the base and the foundation of where it stems from so it might be a lack of self-confidence like you said earlier maybe a lack of you know repeating and telling myself hey like i'm doing good everything is all good the situation is going to be great i'm alive we're going to do this we're going to take care of it and we're going to have a great time so i think it's it's a lot of maybe not practicing that self-love and that self-confidence within yourself, So, which I think can lead to this. Also, because society doesn't really help with this. Society tends to focus on the negatives. And they just, they always think, you need to think, and it's that what if. You need to think about this so you're always prepared. When honestly, sometimes... Don't, don't even just go with the flow. Nope. No, I know what you're saying. It sounds so simple, but I know what you're saying. It's like, what's just, the point of that worry if. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, just go with it. Like, you're going to overstress yourself. You're going to overthink, overstress. And then you're going to end up making that experience way worse than when it could have actually been a great experience because you would have learned and had fun. But then you just automatically put a label and automatically assumed that it was going to be this and then your mind persuaded you like connor said that now you persuaded yourself that this sucks sometimes being embarrassed is actually pretty self-rewarding 
in the future and people don't even think about that when you can be embarrassed you know why that's where you see the biggest jump in growth because it means you quote-unquote failed but that's when you can make that massive jump forward because you're learning and you're learning something that someone else might not have been embarrassed about or even thought of true very true i like i like both of your answers i don't think there's really well, obviously, there is no one and done answer. And just as we talk about with a lot of our themes that are centered around mental health, obviously, we don't need to just disclose this. But anyone who listens or is watching this episode, just because we're giving this advice out doesn't mean that it, this is exactly what you need to do. And right. I hope that just because we're kind of talking about a topic about overthinking and ruminating, if you are one of those individuals that are like that, we're not saying that you need to change yourself and, and that this is a terrible habit to form. However, I think bringing light to it and like Connor is going to talk about his personal experiences. I just discussed why I overthink or, you know, how I, how I ruminate on certain things I think it's important to discuss, but yeah, I, I think both of your answers that you said are very applicable to my personal situation and why I think the source of me overthinking is worse than the result or outcome. But yet I continuously put myself, in that bad headspace and almost like JG just said, almost ruined the experience of the events before they even happen. And at that point, it's like, I'm constantly living in this self doubt or almost anticipate, I can't say the word anticipatory state of mind. Yep. And uh, yeah, and it's not that it's only in certain scenarios. It's not like I constantly do it, but especially with very high anxiety inducing situations, I, I think of this. So I was curious what your guys' takes were on it. Good man. I, I'm glad you could you could share about your overthinking and rumination and how it affects you. It affects me too, like you said. I can get into it a little more personally after you guys um, answer a question I have for you. You know, we you were able to share about this, Tanner. So we were able to have a positive interaction between all of us with our friendships, just like talking about it, relating to it, and getting closer. And I think, you know, that's a positive way with any kind of mental thing that you're going through. Uh, when you talk about it and when you try to deal with it, it, it's a good way sometimes to connect with other people. There's always something positive to gain from this stuff. But uh, obviously, overthinking and rumination negatively impacts your life. I'm curious, you know, we're talking about our lives, but how does it negatively impact the relationships in your life? Whether it's your uh, romantic relationship or your friendships or your families, how can that negatively impact it. And then on the adverse, if you can think of something, I know it might sound difficult, but how can it actually positively impact it? So negatively, I'll go negative because I, I like to end on positive. So negatively, you can overthink and ruin the experience, the moment, ruin, not even appreciate the moment because you overthought the whole time. And now it's gone. And now it's time that you don't have back. And you can never buy time. You can't. And you can't buy it back. But you know what you can do is you can appreciate and really enjoy those moments and those events and those people in your life. And I think when you overthink, you start to put so much focus on something because you're trying to be a perfectionist. And you're trying to do this and you're trying to get it. So, And I think that will eat you alive. Positive, while you might be overthinking it you actually might be preparing yourself and think of all the situations that you might not have instantly and immediately thought of and you could be thanking yourself because 
It could be something that you have happening in the near future, something that you have going on that you didn't even think of, or maybe something that has already happened, but now you can even learn more and dive deeper into it and really appreciate and thoroughly learn more from it and gain more from it mm-hmm. and bring with you to the future. Because that baggage of the past that you think something was there, you found it and now you brought that with you and you brought yet another piece to finish that puzzle of that live, beautiful picture frame puzzle. You brought another piece with you to fill in that beautiful puzzle instead of just snapshot a Polaroid of life. True. There's a GTism, baby. Another, he drops another one, ladies and gentlemen. I like that answer. I think the point that I was thinking of, and you mentioned it, so I don't want to say I'm piggybacking off of you, but I kind of am, is how you're saying that you're overthinking and you're trying to be a perfectionist within yourself, I think can really go out and reflect how you view other people in your life. And then that can cause you to start demanding perfection from people in your life and your relationship with your friends and girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, you know, whoever in your life. And that obviously will negatively affect your relationship. On the flip side, if you do overthinking and ruminating in a somewhat healthy manner to the point where you're able to realize your flaws in ways that you can improve yourself and you actually take action to improve yourself. I think that is a positive of overthinking that can also be applied to your relationship. Maybe you happen to overthink about how you're interacting with your partner or interacting with someone that you know, love, friend, family, whatever, and you realize that there's something wrong in a situation with you, and maybe something wrong with that person themselves. And if you're able to bring that person's maybe negative aspect of personality trait and bring a light to them, in a respectful manner sometimes people don't realize that they have these negative traits or negative things they're they're themselves they're used to being themselves until someone opens their eyes up and they realize that oh maybe that's a toxic or maybe not a a very good trait to keep and i need to change that about myself that may not work for everyone but i know for me that has happened to me personally someone's brought to light something about myself that i honestly didn't think about i thought that was fine with and i proved upon that because that person thought I could do better. So I don't know. That's, that's, that's my, I don't want to say controversial, but that's my take. I don't think it's controversial at all. That that would have been my positive. Both of y'all covered all of the aspects of a positive way of overthinking that I was thinking of. I mean, it can make you more self-aware, which is not a bad thing at all. It's good to be aware of your, the only thing I can really think of to add to it is that it definitely even though you might be in your head too much, it helps you be more connected to yourself, which helps you make deeper relationships with people. You know more of what you like because you're thinking about it so you can make deeper relationships. But you guys really covered most of the positives. I think a lot of the times the negativity, unfortunately, with overthinking and rumination speaks a little bit louder. Unfortunately, negative things speak louder than positive things. But one thing I do think that I don't think you guys covered with the negative with overthinking rumination is a lot of the times I've noticed, especially when I was younger, I'm much better about it now, but when I would overthink and ruminate about things, it would impact my relationships with people because I would make decisions about my standing with people based on what I was overthinking rather than reality. So I would almost like react to what was going on in my head between me and this other person rather than 
what was going on between me and the other person. And I actually like would like lose out on friendships or I would get into fights because I would perceive that things were going a certain way with somebody else when they weren't, I would just like become more defensive and I would become more irritable to be honest, because I was thinking so much about, oh good, because I was thinking so much about what I thought was going to happen that I started to believe it. And I started to believe what I was overthinking. And so because I believed that I just started treating the person differently and it basically, I would like lose out on a connection or I would lose out on the relationship in general because of it, because I wasn't, instead of dealing with the emotion of it all, I'm just afraid of this, or I'm afraid this is going to happen. I just believe that it was happening because I felt it. I think this episode has been really good kind of discussing our personal takes on overthinking and rumination and how we may all experience overthinking, but we have different ways to kind of combat it or ways to kind of adapt our way of thinking to kind of escape that cycle. But I wanted to ask you guys, since I mentioned how I tend to overthink the negatives and bads and underthink or underappreciate the wins and good moments, how can people try to do the opposite of this? And if you can speak from personal experience, can you please elaborate on, on that answer? Absolutely. So throughout the podcast, we've talked about quite a couple different things that I've gone through. I've been at the highest of highs, but I've been at very lows. And realizing to not appreciate every little thing and to learn and consistently learn about took my life away at the age of 18, which is scary to even yeah. say out loud. And it's one of those to where I thought I knew what failure was before I went to college. I probably, that was the darkest I've ever seen life and how I thought about myself and others. And I just, I thought, well, hell, there's no more to do now. All right, cool. I'm just going to go live life and be stupid. So I just think it's one of those to where learn, like just be a consistent learner. Find somebody that you relate to or that is inspiring, empowering, and moves you that you like you got a gut feeling when you listen to them you get the chills from listening to someone talk about something to motivate you and get you going and make you think a different way that's who you need to be listening to and you need to learn more from that person listen to some more podcasts let's talk 20s you know you can always be six feet down under or be gone but you're still here and True. sometimes it's not about you Maybe it's you're here to be an inspiration for others or to move somebody else to persuade someone, convince someone that they're better than who they are, that they're a better person, that they have something to live for. They have something that they don't see that you know and feel within yourself that they have coming. And that's something that with me, it's why I tell my story to kids i tell them to student athletes i tell them to all these kids hey i'm a walking skeleton i'm a walking corpse i shouldn't be here but here i am why not enjoy every day when seven years ago i should have been gone and not on this earth why not enjoy every day that god blesses me with that i get to open my eyes up 
why be down when only he's saying your time is not over your time's only beginning and my child this is the start of an amazing story for you to write and for me to narrate but you to write in your own hands go and do what i have for you uh well said gt be grateful for where you are now because you don't know exactly where you've come from definitely you've come a long way my friend and glad you're here and you have become a better man because of what you've been through and you value that and you're grateful for that i think that's the word i'm gonna hone on with the wins and the good moments when you underappreciate it and i even would say be grateful for the negatives and bads i would say learn to practice gratitude in your everyday life find something two things, three things that you're grateful for every day. Maybe make two of them positive and one of them negative because you can be grateful for negative and bad things in life if you learn something from it, for example. If you learn something about yourself. Oh, I made this mistake at work today. I'm grateful that I learned so quickly what I was not supposed to do so I can do better with that in the future, for example. And then focus on the two positives. Definitely try to practice gratitude. There's something about showing gratitude to yourself and showing gratitude to others around you that make you start to notice the wins and make you start to notice the good moments more. I think people overthink the negatives and the bads and undervalue the good because it's so much more noticeable negative stuff. And that's just, that's something that you honestly can't even fully control. I don't think to an extent of like, that's just human nature. It's human nature to notice the negatives more that's just how we're wired it's not even exactly clear why we're wired that way and why we tend to notice that stuff more but it does speak louder the those emotions and that negativity is stronger than a lot of the positivity but you can do something about it you have to find something that you can learn from it you have to find something to be grateful for and you have to like gt said look for people in your life or look for somebody in your life that's inspirational that you can value so you can learn something from them so that you can notice the good things more if you overthink the negatives and the bads all the time it's probably because you are ruminating in your perception of what the negativity means for you as a person but if you start to notice the wins more and you start to notice the positivity more you'll see that there's probably more wins that you've been missing out on every day that's fantastic advice from both of you I would challenge someone who overthinks or ruminates, and this could be for any three of us or anyone who is listening to or watching this episode, is to sit back and whenever you're having your next reflection, good or bad, I want you to force it to be a good one, a good one of the past. You've had at least one good result in your life. You know, Not everything is completely negative. So I want you to ruminate and overthink about this past positive and think about why it was positive. What did you do or what factors helped contribute to why you had this win or why you had this result that you wanted in your life. And then when you start to nitpick and realize that the win was simply these small actions and small factors that all compiled to make this one giant result, you realize that your negative thoughts are essentially these small negative thoughts that compile into this massive overthinking and rumination about yourself or a situation. And so it's very easy to weigh these negatives and these thoughts that are just thoughts but yet as connor has mentioned your feelings are so valid and they become so vivid that you start to believe that that is your reality you realize that those small thoughts 
can have a large impact. And so if you're able to switch that energy, at least even for once, the next time that you're overthinking to make it a, into a positive situation, put that energy towards a positive wind from the past, you realize that those small thoughts that you're having can truly impact you. And then once you realize that actually reflection had a impact on your mood for the rest of the day in a positive manner, then you're going to do the same thing tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And slowly the slow substitution that you're having with these thoughts uh, can really translate to a happier lifestyle. And I think that is something that a lot of people can try and it's way easier said than done. It's kind of like self-reflection in a way, but I feel like that is a great way to change the overthinking from the negatives to try to minimize that. So that would be awesome. my answer. Love well it. said. Appreciate it. Fellas, any, any closing thoughts before we wrap up this episode of rumination and overthinking? Don't be Why so not? hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. GT, you said, I'm sorry. Why not? Why not, Why not? enjoy every day and every little thing? Yeah. When you could be history, but yet you're present. You could be done and gone and be part of history books. Yet you're still living to see the future history. The future history. Boom. I agree. I think uh, we've all had great points within this episode of rumination and overthinking. I appreciate all the support we recently had on the episode. Yeah, GT, where can they find us? Hey, you can find us at Let's Talk 20s Podcast on IG. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Go give it a listen, guys. What he said. Connor, what do we upload on Instagram? We upload four things a week to our Instagram. We upload on actually five things on Tuesday. We'll upload our schedule so you can see exactly when to tune in to your favorite creators. Us guys right here. You can tune into the episode at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. And then each of our weekly wisdoms take place respectively every Thursday, Saturday and Sunday of the week following the episode. Order changes every week just to give you guys a little variety. Boom. You heard it first here, guys. We appreciate you guys tuning in, listening to all the episodes. And yes, I know we're number five uh, in, on the podcast charts. And you wonder how we remain so humble and so true to ourselves. And we couldn't have done this without you guys. And so we, we appreciate the continued support and love on the pod. Share with some friends. I think this episode was a great one. Thanks for tuning in to yet another one. And as always, guys, have a great rest of your week. And until the next one, peace. Peace.